Hey friends, welcome to the Daring Deeply podcast. My name is David Lee, leadership, life, and relationship coach, and I'm so, so pleased to have you join me today as we tackle the real and raw and naked complexities of life, quite frankly. And so I invite you to sit back and enjoy. And as always, I really so super appreciate your feedback. Please leave me a message. Find me on Instagram or Facebook under Daring Deeply. And I would love to um, interact with you, receive feedback from you, always trying to get better. And uh, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Daring Deeply podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, so we're going to jump into some communication hacks today. Um, I recently uh, posted some, oh, I don't know, nine, ten words or phrases uh, that we need to avoid in our everyday communication that is so that, that are so prominent um, that we often take for granted that we never even think about. And it was well received. And, and then over the last couple of weeks, I've been asked about a specific phrase, a specific thought that's often caught in our conversation that, that I wanted to address today. So I hope that today provides you some, some uh, important value in our everyday communication, most notably in the most important relationships in our lives, those closest to us. So I was going to run through this list first, and you can find this list on my social media, on both Facebook and, and Instagram. Um, the title of this, of this meme that I created <clears throat> is, um, it says, avoid in 93.2% of your conversations. <laughs> avoid these phrases or words in 93.2% of your conversations. That's right. I don't have any idea where the 93.2%, okay? All right. It just is. Ah, which brings me to my first phrase or word, to avoid. Number one, I just, just, the word just, J-U-S-T, just, right? We place this word far too often in far too many conversations. Just, you know, I just, I just wanted to say, I just was coming over. I just need to, okay? Placing the word just in our sentences, in our conversations minimizes our voice. Quite frankly, what it does is it diminishes what we're trying to say. And perhaps we're fearful of the response that may come after. Let's avoid the words, I just. Number two is, I'm sorry, I've talked about this, right? <clears throat> Somewhat tongue-in-cheek. I coach and teach and, and uh, communicate to folks and clients and um, all of you that, quite frankly, we should never apologize. What? Never apologize. Again, tongue-in-cheek. We apologize. We say the words, I'm sorry, far too often, far too often for really inappropriate reasons, right? We bump into someone and we say, we're sorry. We voice an opinion and we say, I'm sorry. It's another way of diminishing our voice, dismissing our voice. And, and frankly, it's inappropriate. Really, the only time that you should ever apologize is when you have blatantly offended someone in some way. And quite frankly, if you have inadvertently offended someone and they brought it to your attention. Apologies. Oh, that's about 400 different podcasts right there. What I will point you to is if you haven't had the chance to 
listen to Brene Brown's most recent podcast on the idea of apology, I would suggest you do so. Incredibly powerful. It will change the way you think about apologies and saying I'm sorry. Okay, the next one. Any word or phrase, comma, but. Right? This is a passive-aggressive way of communication. Right? It's allowing you to say something and then dismiss it. I love you, honey, but pick up your freaking socks. Right? You know, I really thought that was amazing, but. You know what you could do, but. We're often taught that anything after the but is really what you're trying to say. And anything before the but is just trying to buttery, butter you up. <laughs> butter up the other person and then lower the boom with the after but. Let's avoid that one. The next one is you should. Oh, you should. You know what you should do? You know what you should do? We love to give advice. I would encourage you to shh, be quiet. We should over each other all the time. We should all over each other all the time. Let's avoid the shoulds. Only if we're asked. Ask for permission to speak into someone's life before we unsolicited advice is not a good thing. The next one is like. Oh, man, this word like. We have included this word. It's incredibly pervasive in our language over the last 15 or 20 years, right? Yeah. Like. And like, and like, like, I know, I know, like, oh my gosh. So I was right there and like, I couldn't believe what I saw. We can eliminate the word like. The next one is whatever. Oh my goodness. Woo. When I hear someone say the word whatever, all I can see is the emoji of the rolling eyes. You know what I'm saying? Drives me up a freaking wall. Whatever, again, is a way to diminish or dismiss or apologize for an important part in conversation, whatever. Right? It's a way to end the conversation. It's a way that we do not, we choose not to fully and further engage. In a conversation, it's probably quite important. right? And it just comes across as anger, frustration that we don't know what to do with. The next one is don't worry about it. Right? Have you been in a situation where you've come to someone with whom you trust? Right? And they say, what do they say? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, this is one of many dismissive comments for our feelings. Right? We're we're telling someone not to worry about a particular feeling when when in reality we need to feel it all. Feel all the feels, as I like to say. So let's avoid telling someone not to worry about something because, frankly, the worry is real. In their minds, in their hearts, in their souls, in their spirits, the, the worry is real. And frankly, they probably just want to be validated. The next one is, it's my opinion. <laughs> Your opinion is well known because you are speaking we don't necessarily need to hear that it's your opinion. You know, in my opinion, that's this is just my opinion. <laughs> we know it's your opinion because it's coming from you, my friend. Right? And the last one is don't cry. Men, parents, oh my goodness, I'm speaking to myself. I have done this so many times. Um, we tell people not to cry. Frankly, what we're doing is we're telling them not to feel once more, right? We're telling them to to shield their emotion. Because frankly, 
we are uncomfortable with that emotion. That's about us, right? We're not sure how to deal with a person who's lost it. And so we say, don't cry because we're trying to fix them. We're trying to minimize their pain. We're trying to help them. Quite frankly, we're trying to understand how we're to deal with our own emotions. So there's the list. Phrases or words to avoid in 93.2% of the conversations, which brings me to the main event today, which is this. Communicating how someone makes us feel, makes us do whatever. We use this phrase often. Don't make me feel guilty. You made me feel guilty. Don't make me do this. You know, if you wouldn't have done that, then I wouldn't have done this. Let me be very crystal clear about this. No one, and I mean no one, has the ability or the power or the influence to make you do or say or feel anything. No one. Now, there's obvious exceptions with small children. There's there's power influences here, right? When someone can make you, right? When an adult can make a child do something. This is not the space in which I'm speaking today. What I'm talking about is the idea that we often voice this blame shifting where our shame takes over our emotions. We are feeling shame and we are speaking in ways where we allow our power to be given away. No one can make you do anything. No one can make you feel anything. No one can make you feel guilty. If you have guilt, That is an emotion that is a response to something that has been done. Let me make this point really clear, guys. If we voice the idea that someone makes us feel something, someone makes us do something, we have given our power, our influence, our space, our humanity away to someone who does not deserve it. No one No one deserves it. Only ourselves. We don't want to give our power away. When we say you made me feel, we've done just that. You are more important. You are more vital. You are more special than allowing your power to be dismissed and taken away. And you have the influence to do so. So a little bonus information just came to me often does. Oh, there goes the squirrel. (laughs) Those of you that know me well know that, oh my gosh, David, really? Are we even on the same topic anymore? But here we go. Just a side note about this idea of guilt and shame. These are two very distinctive and very different ideas. Speaking of don't make me feel guilty, right? Really what we're feeling perhaps is the idea of shame, right? Brene Brown provides the definitions of guilt and shame to be very different. And she defines them this way. Shame can be defined as this. I am bad. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. Guilt, on the other hand, is this. I did a bad thing. I said a bad thing. 
I hurt someone. Therefore, I am guilty. Guilt is a response to an action in which someone else was hurt, dismissed, brought someone pain. Shame is our own self-inflicting, imprisoned pain. A vast difference. Guilt, my friends, by the way, guilt can actually bring healing and transformation in a relationship. Guilt brings growth. I hurt someone. I confess, I apologize, I ask for forgiveness, and the relationship moves into a new and more intimate space. That's powerful. Shame gets us nowhere. Shame is a vicious cesspool of non-movement. We never move out of shame until we're ready to really understand that our value is far more greater than the voices in our head that tell us we're not good enough. Guilt and shame are vastly different. Again, guilt can help us move forward in a relationship. Shame leaves us in the space, in a dark, dark space, in our own relationship with ourselves. So, little bonus there for you. There is a vast difference between guilt and shame, and they need not to be interchanged. Don't make me feel guilty. Don't make me feel this way. Don't make me do this. It's just untrue. It's just untrue. You are stronger than you know and think you are. I promise, friends. I promise. We are not to give our power away. We are to hold our boundaries. We are to hold our space. No one can make you feel anything. Just you. Just you. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope there has been some value taken out of this. I love to hear feedback. Please send me direct messages on Facebook or Instagram. Would love to communicate with you. If you have um, further questions or, or just want to talk, just want to send me um, a question or whatever it may be. I just love to communicate with everyone. We've all got a story and I'm so open and willing to hear. And also, friends, know that uh, if you're interested in how I help support clients in coaching endeavors, um, send me a direct message too. Ask me about that. I'm more than happy to, to provide that information for you and see if it would make sense to work together. I hope you have a terrific day. I so value you. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you can always, always, always dare deeply. Hey friends, thanks for listening today. So appreciate your loyal followership, you supporting this podcast of Daring Deeply. And I encourage you to find me on Facebook or Instagram and leave me a message, send me some feedback, give me a one sentence, whatever you'd like. Would love to would love to interact with you. Send me a DM if you're interested in knowing more about my coaching programs. I've got a couple of avenues in which uh, you can jump on and, and really receive some, some powerful support uh, in the areas of life and leadership and relationships. We're happy to, to share those with you. So come and find me. Thanks for listening today. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. And remember, you can always dare deeply.